Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio, and to find your local station for the Ben Mather Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there, or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Mather Show on Fox Sports Radio. Flopping at the finish line, well. Come in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Mather Show. We are in the air everywhere as we tailgate coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from inside your eardrums, providing marginal sports talk radio all night long as we hang out bunkered in the Fox Sports Radio studios. Hope all is well with you. Our lead this hour coming from the NBA. And no, we are not going to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies win over the San Antonio Spurs. There was a marquee play-in game, not the playoffs. Remember, it's not a playoff game. It's not a regular season game. It's somewhere in between, somewhere in between. Uh, And Golden State, I'm old enough to remember when they were really good, 
And the Lakers, uh, I, I remember when they won real championships, not bubble championships, but that was the, the marquee playing game. I don't know if you saw any of this or not. I watched for you, so you didn't have to watch. I assume you might have checked it out. Steph Curry had a game-high 37 points, but his Warriors crumbled in the final minutes of this game down the stretch, and the Lakers squeezed out a 103-100 victory over Golden State by the hair on their chinny-chin-chin. LeBron James with a misleading stat line. He had 25 points and 12 rebounds, but... If you had a chance to check the game out, you know what I'm talking about. This was a narrow escape, a narrow escape in the much maligned play-in game. So let us discuss. All right, the question, uh, what are you going to remember from this particular Laker-Warrior play-in game, and did the Lakers win it or did the Warriors lose it? That's also a question we will address. Now, my thoughts on this, you've got a wall. Dunce cap and nail biting. And we will combine all of these things together. And we're going to make some baba ganoush, is what we're going to make. Now, A, uh, let's just start out with this. Uh, and I watched uh, from start to finish here. I was not impressed with the Lakers. Uh, they were on the ropes for a good chunk of this game, for the bulk of the game. And if you are a sycophant of that team, if you live in purple and gold land, you should be very concerned. The Lakers are who we thought they were. I'm going to go full Dennis Green. May he rest in peace. Because if you want to crown them, then crown their asses. But they are who we thought they were. And the Warriors let them off the hook. Don't be a casual fanboy. If you watch the game, even if you're one of our blind listeners and you heard the game on an, a radio feed, uh, the, the Lakers failed the eardrum and eyeball test. Uh, they did. Uh, LeBron James, for a big part of this game, looked like an old slow guy with a bad ankle. Anthony Davis, mostly useless for large stretches of the play-in game. And collectively, LeBron, AD, and Dennis Schroeder went a wall for the first three quarters of the game. They sucked for 75% of the game, and that makes this a very emasculating loss for Golden State, that they were in position to take advantage, to be the beneficiary of this, and they were unable to do it. Of course, the Lakers got a lot of help, a lot of help. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a second, but just to point out how bad LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Dennis Schroeder were over the first 36 minutes of this game, they collectively shot 27%, 11 out of 40 for those players. And LeBron was he was 4 of 11. Uh, Anthony Davis was 5 of 18. Schroeder was 2 of 11. Uh, and, and then... Presto! The fourth quarter starts and on cue. Uh, those three players shot collectively 60%. For uh, the bulk of the game, less than 30. And then in the fourth quarter, 9 out of 15. Now, Lakers got big assists from some unexpected contributors. Well, one was expected, one was not expected. That would be part B of this. Steve Kerr who has to be the dumbest coach on the planet. 
Right, He opened the door to the vault and said, take all of my gold. I don't want my gold. Here it is. I'm going to empty out the safety deposit box. Take whatever you want. Here's all the family jewels right there. And uh, allowing the Lakers to squeeze back in. Now, what did Steve Kerr do? What sin did Steve Kerr do? Why should he be fitted with a dunce cap? Why do the Lakers need to present him with a game ball? Well, he treated this like a regular season game. He rested Steph Curry at the start of the fourth quarter, right? And that move right there, even though Curry wasn't on the bench for long, that changed the whole trajectory of the game. Steve Kerr, make more moves like that. You'll be on TNT calling games like you used to be back in the day. The the Warriors went from leading the entire game. Lakers didn't have a lead the first three quarters. Lakers did not ever taste the lead until the fourth quarter. And Curry went to the bench at the beginning. And from that point on, the, the Lakers ended up taking uh, a four-point lead by the time someone uh, tapped Steve Kerr on the shoulder and said, hey, dummy, you might want to put Steve Kerr in there. But that gave a confidence boost. And uh, the Warriors wilted under the immense Pressure. You'd like to think Curry's not soft, right? Can't he finish a game? It's not a regular season game. I know it's not a playoff game, but it's somewhere in between. And if you're victorious, last I checked, if the Warriors had won that game, if they had dared play Steph Curry at the beginning of the fourth quarter all the way through, uh, they would have had an extra day of rest. Now they have to play again in a game on Friday. Right, so if they played Curry and won that game, they would have been the seventh seed. Now Steve Curry and Steph Curry let down. The American people. I don't want to be overly dramatic, but it would have been a great morale booster for basketball fans to see LeBron James take it on the chin. And instead, Golden State had this devil-may-care attitude, and they were flat-footed. They had 13 turnovers of the first 36 minutes, which is not all that bad. In the last 12 minutes, they had seven turnovers. And the other game ball, which was expected, and you knew this coming in, uh, that uh, the Lakers would have the officials in the back pocket, and they always seem to have that in playoff games, and sure enough, they did here as well. Uh, Lakers had 14 foul shots in the second half to eight for Golden State, despite L.A. shooting more three-pointers. You know, the argument's always, well, if you shoot the three-point shot, you're not going to get to the foul line. Well, the Lakers got to the foul line more, and they shot more three-point shots then Golden State, and biased officiating has been a long-standing issue in the NBA. The Lakers were plus six in the second half from the charity stripe, plus eight overall in the game, a game decided by three points. And you can call a foul on just about every play, or you can let them play, and the officials selectively, conveniently seem to call the foul in situations to get the Lakers to the line. Lakers attempted 10 more foul shots. So you're talking about splitting hairs in these NBA playoff games and uh, the uh, the Lakers getting that push, 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 push uh, across the, the finish line. All right, last word on this. So looking ahead, peeking ahead, if you will, for both Golden State and L.A., the Warriors, who were wearing their Oakland jerseys, which was, you know, I know they've been doing this all year, but it's so stupid. They uh, moved out of Oakland. And they don't play in Oakland anymore. They moved across the bay, and they have these jerseys like, hey, we're still cool. We're still from – no, you're not. You, you hung out, you're hanging out with the rich people now in San Francisco. Anyway, uh, the Warriors have a date with the Grizzlies because they decided to rest Steph Curry and 
couldn't overcome the officiating. So that's a toss-up game. Like Memphis will grind it out. That's their whole uh, franchise motto. And if Steve Kerr decides to rest Steph Curry again in the fourth quarter, then the Warriors will have their battleship sunk. As for the ragtag Lakers, listen, it's nail-biting time. You, you can't not have seen that game and think there's problems. Right, you can put up some fake bravado and say, "Oh no, they're the champions." You got your Mickey Mouse ring, and you got your your Donald Duck T-shirt on, and your goofy ears, and all that stuff. But that team is—they are there for the taking. Right, LeBron James needs to travel down to Florida and hang out with Ponce de Leon uh, and get some of that stuff. Tom Brady's on. Find the fountain of youth. Now, the matchup, though, does actually favor the Lakers. Chris Paul and the Suns, all things being equal, you'd think, well, they've got to be giddy if they watched the game and saw the way the Lakers played. The, the thing that concerns you about Phoenix is the Suns, in terms of playoff games, have mostly a greenhorn roster when it comes to the postseason. And like anyone that plays the Lakers, you're going to have to overcome a clear bias that the uh, NBA looks out for the Lakers and they're officiating its – it's really you're, you're shorthanded. The Lakers are always on the power play, at least when they need to be on the power play in key moments of the game. Now, uh, that being said, in terms of youth and good looks, advantage Phoenix. Uh, Chris Paul's got a lot of choke in him. I saw that in the Lob City days of the Clippers. You, you think he's a Hall of Fame guard, and he is a Hall of Fame guard, but hell, Muffet McGraw's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but I don't trust Chris Paul in key moments. I never have, and I have no reason to think it'll be any different now. And uh, Devin Booker, listen, he could come out and drop a cactus on LeBron's foot, and DeAndre Ayton, uh, can, you know, he's an old steroid guy, he can run out, throw sand in the face of the unibrow. Uh, but the, the Lakers are ripe for the taking. Are the Suns the right team? Are the Suns the right team to knock them out in the first round? Boy, we all hope so. I think the vast majority of real NBA fans would love to see that happen. We'd be pulling for the team from the Valley of the Sun to stick it to public enemy number one, LeBron James, and kick his ass out of the playoffs. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least. 
as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just sock it. Just sock it. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere as we frolic coast-to-coast, border-to-border, and beyond on the vast and powerful Microphones of FSR emanating live from the flight deck as we soar on the red eye all night long, hanging out here at the Fox Sports Radio studios. Good to have you alongside, and we revisit a story that we talked about in a previous episode of the show, our lead coming from Major League Baseball. It is the story that keeps on giving. It still has legs. It is hotter than asphalt in the summertime. It's in Chicago. Tony LaRussa, the old guy, giving us content. Thank you, Tony. You're feeding the content, Kitty, and we do appreciate that. Tony LaRussa, in the eye of the storm, the embattled White Sox manager under attack 
for his antiquated take on the unwritten rules of baseball. Now, you didn't hear the previous show and you haven't been paying attention. Bad job by you. LaRusa slammed one of his own players, Yerman Mercedes, for hitting a dinger on a 3 0 pitch against a position player of Minnesota, which uh, the game was out of hand. The White Sox were killing the Twins in the game. And this led to a big hullabaloo. Uh, and LaRusa called out his player. The Twins then came back with Rocco Baldelli. He ordered a pitch behind Mercedes. And the, the story has continued to have legs now. Maybe, uh, maybe you have not been following along here, but Tony LaRusa has not backed down. He doubled down, and now he has tripled down. And he's getting some blowback from inside his own locker room, his own clubhouse. Pitcher Lance Lynn went on Chicago Sports Radio and openly disagreed with his manager, Tony La Russa, saying that there are no rules when a position player is pitching. And Lance Lynn, who's been around a long time, said the more that he plays in the big leagues, the more those unwritten rules have gone away. But wait, there's more. Every good infomercial has the tagline, but wait, there's more. So White Sox star Tim Anderson, he has taken to multiple social media accounts to express dismay for what happened and support of his teammate Mercedes. He posted on Instagram, the game wasn't over, exclamation point. Keep doing you, Big Daddy. Call him Big Daddy. So, that's where the story was, and the story continued here. Now, LaRusse is downplaying that there's any kind of real angst among the White Sox players. He's saying everything's going to be okay. I'm paraphrasing, but everything will be all right. Uh, but we are hearing that Tony LaRusse, uh, this is from prominent baseball types, that Tony LaRusse, he may be on the hot seat. He's lost the locker room. Uh, now, I want to address that. Right, This idea that Tony La Russa has lost the locker room. So let us discuss the question, what are the chances that Tony La Russa loses his job as an indirect result of what has happened here with the fallout from the unwritten rules of the game for the White Sox? Yeah, so I, I'm going to be the adult in the room. I'm going to set the odds at 0%, 0%. That, that, that LaRusse is in any kind of danger at all. Uh, I've got Al Capone, Parallel Dimension, and Blueprint. And we will lock all of these things together into an okay, passable, C-graded Maller monologue. Now, number one. Number one. The Southsiders are living high on the hog in the standings. If you haven't been paying attention, maybe you're not into baseball because it's an actual full season. It's not that 60-game season. It's the full season. The White Sox are leading the American League Central. They have had the best record in baseball for much of the early part of the season. It's the, the White Sox. The Giants have been playing very well. It's still early. We're not even out of the month of May, but the White Sox up until this point have been living up to expectations. Typically, you don't fire a manager of the first-place team in the sport of baseball. Uh, you, you just don't do it. The, the White Sox are in the high-rent district. And uh, La Russa, if you were going to get rid of La Russa, you would have gotten rid of him before you hired him because he had that whole DUI scandal 
right in the middle of the uh, the wokest of the woke. And he's out there boozing it up and getting a DUI. So this is a tricky situation. But it is not end times for La Russa. And as the gangster Al Capone would say, Tony La Russa is a made man in the White Sox organization. Every man, woman, and child who pays attention knows this. The owner, Jerry Reinsdorf, has lavishly praised Tony La Russa. La Russa was the one that got away. Right, that was the big mistake. La Russa was managing the White Sox. We, I think most of us know the story in the late 70s, the early 80s. And uh, there was a situation where they let him go. I think Hawk Harrelson was involved in that. He took over as the GM, got rid of La Russa uh, in, in the early 80s. And uh, so Jerry Reinsdorf's like, okay, this is my hand-picked guy. The baseball ops department of the White Sox didn't want La Russa. But Reinsdorf's like, no, I want this guy. He's my trophy manager, and he had his trophy manager. So he's making up for past sins. You know, Reinsdorf has given the skipper, essentially, LaRusso's got a cloak of protection. He's untouchable, if you will. Now, the second point, as we continue to chat about the fallout from LaRusso tripling down, players on the White Sox calling out the nonsense of this unwritten rule thing. Now, we think Tony LaRusso is a big dummy for tripling down on the sacred unwritten rules of the game. Now, that being said, the reaction has equally been absurd, right? I mean, this thing has taken a life of its own. And, yeah, I ripped the roost. I did a monologue on this in a previous show. But the, the, now that we've gotten to the part of the story, right, where now it's like, well, LaRusso should lose his job. My favorite part, all right, is the, the very people making the most commotion banging the table the loudest about Tony La Russa are the ones who are spinning into the wind, right? They're spinning because you know, this is, most of this is taking place on social media. And I realize I'm on you know, old media on radio and we're on streaming and all that stuff. But Tony La Russa is fully insulated from the noise. The man is 76 years old and, and not an active member of Twitter. I'm sorry, he's not, right? Now, there is a Tony La Russa Twitter account. You can check that out if you want. It's run by someone else to promote the animal rescue pursuits of La Russa. But for the most part, it's a parallel dimension. It is not one that uh, Tony La Russa normally hangs out in. And you know, it kind of reminds me of uh, the late Larry King. And uh, Larry was on Twitter all the time. And what he would do is he would call his assistant and say, hey, I want to send a message out on Twitter. And then uh, they would transcribe whatever uh, Larry wanted to say, and then that would be put on Twitter by somebody else. A, uh, a second party would take over. Now, if you really want to mess with La Russa, then you have to you know, take away the margarita or the apple martini. Uh, and, then, and then it's uh, boxing time, right? It's boxing time. So uh, you can scream and shout. You can huff and puff, you can be mentally deranged, but it's like a grain of sand in the Sahara Desert. It's not going to impact Tony La Russa in any way. Right? Out of sight, out of mind. Now, final point on this gift from Major League Baseball, the gift of controversy. So Tony La Russa is not worried about losing the White Sox locker room either. But should he be? Right? Should La Russa be concerned? And I'm going to shake my head no on this also. Right? 
you understand? LaRusse has been around longer than zip codes. Can you, he's been in baseball longer than the zip code. Think about that. I think the zip code started in the early 60s. So LaRusse knows the blueprint inside and out. And as the great legend of the game, Casey Stengel, said, the secret of success in coaching and managing is to keep the five guys who hate your guts away from the four people who haven't made their mind up. And LaRusse has been pretty good about that. Right? The only way LaRusse can be undermined is if a group of players go rogue. And we see this in the NBA where teams hold an insurrection to get rid of a coach. And it often works in the NBA. It rarely works that way in baseball. It's happened a few times. When I was uh, when in my early days in radio, I was covering the, uh, the baseball circuit in Anaheim, Terry Collins was managing the Angels a long time ago. And there was a uh, revolt against Terry Collins led, if I remember correctly, by Randy Velarde. You probably don't even remember who that is, but he was an old baseball player. And they got rid of him because the players revolted. They didn't want to play for him. They successfully held a coup to get rid of the manager. And it's happened a few times since then, uh, but I was pretty close to that one, so that's the one that I remember but the main reason it doesn't work in baseball is because the players don't have as much power and they also are completely obsessed with themselves there's a famous quote by pete rose uh back before he got banned from baseball who said baseball is a team game but it's really just nine men who reach their individual goals to make a a good team or a nice team or whatever rose Rose had said, but essentially it means if if the pitcher is selfish and focused on getting every batter out and the hitter is just focused on getting hits, even if they don't work well with others, they can still form a nice team. And and, in the White Sox, talent-wise, the deck is stacked. And the record, they have the top record in baseball, though I believe that's inflated by competition. The American League has some god-awful teams in that uh, in that uh, area. So anyway, that's where I stand on the latest revelations in the soap opera, Days of Our Lives, starring a man close to 80 years old, Tony La Russa. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live saw the movie as a kid or saw her looks all over tiktok there's no shortage of reasons to stan the queen of tejano and stan we do over three whole episodes of our podcast becoming an icon we're reminiscing as lifelong selena fans sharing hot takes and telling her story Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, Kubaloo. Ben, last year you were fully on board the Joe Burrow bandwagon, and frankly, so was I. Uh, then the injury happened. Well, it's being reported that Burrow will be ready to go week one. How do you expect the Bengals to do this season as Burrow attempts to play his way back into form? 
All right, so I'm still driving the borough bus. I like the guy. I'm looking forward to what he what he, he does this year. But that being said, the Bengals are going to blow, right? The gambling market says the, the over-under is six and a half. I would bet the under. This has a, a five, five and 12, six and 11 type look to it. Burrow is not the problem. There are plenty of problems, but it's not him, including Zach Taylor. Next. There are rumors floating around that Dennis Schroeder isn't happy with his role on the Lakers. Now, despite being a full-time starter, Schroeder wants to be the leading playmaker for a marquee franchise and be paid like a top-tier point guard. Ben, do you think he'll get any of that? All right, so my moles tell me his issue, he doesn't. he's one of the few guys that doesn't like Los Angeles. He didn't want to be traded to L.A., and that's not just the Lakers, it's the Clippers. He uh, He's from Germany, but he would prefer to be in the eastern part of the United States. So that's what I heard the main sticking point is with Schroeder. We'll see if I'm right in free agency. Next! So far, the only Aaron Rodgers interview uh, that he has given us since his trade demand was at the Kentucky Derby, and he did not bring up that subject at all. Now, Rodgers is listed as a guest on Kenny Mayne's final show on Relax. Monday. Do you think Rodgers will say anything juicy? All right, so first of all, this is a huge act of kindness to Kenny Mayne uh, for Kenny Rogers to bestow his first public comments on camera. Uh, that's very nice as he attempts to burn down Lambeau Field. But no, I expect Aaron to play grab ass with Kenny Mayne and do some passive-aggressive stuff, probably deny everything, make, say it's all embellished by the media. How did we do, Coop? You passed this edition. That's a winner! Whee! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Ask Ben. It's now time for... Time for... Hurry, hurry, I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter! Send us your questions on Twitter now. And away we go. It is Ask Ben. Your questions are answers for the rest of the hour. We pass the mic over to Koopa Loop. This is an appetizer. Get you a couple questions, and then we'll have the long segment with more questions. Koopa Loop, what do we have? All right, we're going to start with a question for everybody. This is from Late Night Drug Tester. Uh, if you could have, if you could pick, if you could have picked the commencement speaker for your high school or college graduation, who would it have been? Oh, when I was in high school, it would have been Howard Stern, uh, for sure. Uh, you know, Saddleback, it could have been anybody. It could have been any Saddleback legend, you know, Mark Grace, Tim Wallach, uh, anybody. Uh, but I, I, I was loved, you know, radio, being a radio nerd and all that. Like, Howard Stern would have been huge. But not now. Now he's a softie. But back when he was really throwing the flamethrower around. What about you, Eddie? I happened to see on YouTube Will Ferrell did the commencement speech for USC, his alma mater, a couple years ago. Oh, I saw that, too. That was pretty good. I thought it was yeah. hilarious. I'm a big fan of his. So I, I would pick Will Ferrell. Yeah. You know who was good also? That guy, uh, Steve Jobs. He's dead now. But he, that was, he did well, he'd he really be hard to get. Yeah, yeah that would be a tough one. That would be a tough one. What about you, Roberto? Emerald Agassi. Emerald? <laughs> well, you're cooking with Roberto. That's that right. makes sense. Yeah. Bam! Boom! Just like that. Yeah, there you go. All right, Koopaloo. Um, I'd have to say uh, Obama. That would have been cool. Obama? Yeah. But was he a thing when you were in high school? Don't say yes. Um, No, but no, okay. co- I graduated college in 2011, so oh, it was okay. very much a thing then. But not in high school. I got you. Yes. All right. Uh, what is next here? What do we have here? It's Ask Ben. Your questions are answers. All right. Um, I believe we've had this one before, but, you know, there's always new listeners. 
So, uh, Mr. Diaz wants to know, do you know how to drive a stick? And if so, what age did you learn to drive? Hi, Mr. Diaz. No, I have no clue how to drive a stick. I don't know anyone in my circle that has one. I know when I was in high school, there were some people that knew how to drive a stick because it was actually cheaper to drive a drive that, but I, I don't know. Uh, Eddie? Any, you, yeah, you I know? learned to drive uh, driving a manual transmission. So, yes, I... I I do know how to drive uh, a stick shift. Uh, I haven't done it in many years, and frankly, I wouldn't want to because uh, then I would have to, you know, I like it's holding a, a drink and the steering yeah. wheel in one hand and the drink in the other hand. So I, you know, I like a beverage while I'm driving around. So, yeah. Yeah. You like to drink and drive it. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, what about you, Roberto? Yeah, no, I don't know how I don't know how either. My brother's older than me. He started driving before me. He was driving stick shift, and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I, 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 no, cool? no, no, no. Nope, never even attempted. All right, let's pause for the cost. We're going to have a long segment. Keep the questions coming in. Use the hashtag AskBen on Twitter. It's your questions, our answers for the rest of the hours, the late, great Larry King would say. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. And it is Ask Ben. Your questions, our answers for the rest of the hour. And back to it we go, throwing ourselves to the wolves of the Maller Militia Koopaloop. What do we have? All right, Ben, we have a question from for you. All uh, right. This is from Mason the Millennial. Uh-oh. Didn't we just talk to Mason the Millennial? We did. Although, I, okay. is this? Hmm. You think it's a different Mason the Millennial? You think there's an imposter? I don't, I don't know. I don't remember that being his his Twitter handle. But anyway, the, the question, it's an interesting one. Uh... It says, what was the feeling you first felt when you first saw the red on-air light before your radio debut? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a, I was very excited because I had wanted to be the guy on the radio and all that. Like, I'm talking about the f- first like commercial radio station. I, I was like a big deal. You know, I'd done college radio, and that was nervous, and I was scared and all that. And then I had Mike Fright. Um, but I've told the story before. I, my first radio gig I had... I'd worked in San Diego and I'd done that, but my first talk show was actually in LA and I, it was on the weekend on a Saturday and I came in and I did the show and I had prepared for this amazing, you know, the original Maller monologue and I had all this and I came out and I was just barking into the microphone, you know, and I was nailing it and I was so proud of myself. The program director was looking through the glass. He said, great job, gave me the old thumbs up. And I had not prepared anything else for the rest of the show, and it was—I just drowned. It was uh, horrific. But no, I mean, I was excited. This is what I wanted to do, <laughs> and not everyone gets to do what they wanted to do. So I was very lucky to, to have the opportunity to do it, and you know, I'm 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 glad. But I was I was scared to death, and it took me a long time to get over like being nervous and. I used to think everyone hung on my every word, and then I learned people hear like one out of every seven words I say. All right, what's next? What do we have here, Kubaloo? Uh, the Boston Berber wants to know peanut butter and jelly or peanut butter and fluff. <laughs> uh, yeah, listen, peanut butter and jelly is the uh, OG. Uh, brings me back to my childhood. Uh, there's nothing better than a well made with the proper amount of jelly and peanut butter uh, sandwich is the way to go. What about you, Eddie? Uh, I think that fluff is disgusting. It's definitely peanut butter and jelly. I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't even eat the peanut butter and fluff if you gave it to me. What you've taken an anti-fluff oh, position? I think it's gross. I don't like it. Okay. Roberta? Peanut butter and jelly all the way. Okay. We're OG, Koopaloo. I've never actually had a peanut butter and fluff sandwich, but it sounds good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you eat one then, Koop? I don't know. I just, I've never purchased marshmallow fluff before. 
But uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go with peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. All right. And they call that, don't they call that the fluff nutter? Yeah, Isn't fluff that what they call nutter. That? Yeah. That's not an attractive name for a food. No. <laughs> well, it depends what you're into, but uh, no, no, I don't think it sounds that good. You, you know, right. Maybe you don't, want, you, like it. you don't want a fluffer nutter in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> I do not. I do not. That's a drop, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's next here? It's Ask Ben. Your questions are answers. I have a feeling that word will come back to haunt us for the next couple of weeks. All right. What do we have here? Uh, this is from uh, Chris G on Twitter. Hi, Chris G. He says... Chris and whatever town he's in, but I can't pronounce that, so I'm not even gonna try. Okay. Uh, do you do any of you garden? If so, what? Um, you know, I I I think of myself as a gardener. I mean, we have a gardener at the house, but I like to you know cut back the trees a couple times a year and do that kind of stuff. I don't I don't think that's what he meant. Oh, okay. Oh, like growing like, vegetables. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, growing oh, things. That? Oh no! I, every time I've tried to grow something, it ends up dying. Yeah, you know what? Actually, I I I was doing pretty good before the uh, the pandemic thing happened because I used to go out and I stayed in my house for like four months and I didn't everything died that was I was watering I didn't water anything. Eddie, any, uh, no, I I, uh, I don't. But um, my cousin lives like four houses away and they have an avocado tree and they bring us avocados all the time. I love oh, avocado nice. and all kinds of that's a different money thing. Well, that's oh, your cousin doing that. It's I know, I know. I wish I had an avocado tree at our house, but we don't. Well, just plant one. It's not that hard. You don't ever have to take care of it, right? I'm getting, them, and... I'm getting them for free. Why oh. do I need to plant one? I'm just then saying. You can, I, you if can have endless avocado. No, I'm getting them all the time anyway. So if, if something happens to their tree, I might plant one. Roberto? No, no, I don't plant anything. We got a lemon tree in the back, but my dad planted it back there. Yeah. yeah. I used to love the idea of fruit trees, but I we had one when I was a kid, and there were so many bugs. It was like. I like it. We had a bunch as a kid growing up. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, I think Coop grows some stuff. Yeah. 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 No. no bugs eat that, though. No. Uh, I mean, growing up as a kid, we had like uh, we had orange trees had orange and uh, grapefruit, lemon tree, and plum yeah. tree. Apple tree. Uh, but now uh, I've grown green onions in the kitchen before. Um, that's that's about it. Yeah. Well, I grew up in Orange County when there was nothing but orange groves in Orange County. So we used to have huge orange fights. It was awesome. We oh, have great memories of that. Back in the the Halcyon days. All right, what's next here? What do we have? It's Ask Ben. Your questions are answers. All right, Double O Mexican wants to know <laughs> uh, for the whole crew: Would you rather be Deshaun Watson, Harvey Weinstein, or Kevin Spacey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think this one's well, easy, by the yeah. way. Well, yeah, at this point, you pick Deshaun Watson. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, is Weinstein in the Slammer? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. For well, good. Definitely yeah, not big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. All right. There you go. Yeah, that, I think that's that was it. A simple one. Oh, there oh, you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Look at the clock, Koopa Loop. Uh, yeah. Good job, though. Good questions. We do it again next week. We have a similar version on the podcast this weekend. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The 56-game regular season actually came to an end on Wednesday because the Vancouver Canucks uh, finally wrapped up their 56-game schedule because it was delayed for a couple of weeks with a COVID outbreak. So the playoffs started, but the Canucks were still playing some regular season games. It's very bizarre, but that's the sports landscape we live in now. So the playoffs got underway on Saturday. We've got 14 playoff games in the books so far and one series that hasn't started yet. 
But let's start with the East Division semifinal. Second-seeded Washington Capitals against the third-seeded Boston Bruins. Game one, Capitals win it 3-2 in overtime. Soon-to-be 40-year-old third-string goalie Craig Anderson forced into action in this one for Washington after number one goalie Vitek Vanacek got hurt in the first period. And number two goalie Elias Samsonov was out due to COVID. Anderson ended up with 21 saves in the win. Nick Dow deflected in the overtime game winner. Game two saw the Bruins win 4-3 in overtime. Trade deadline acquisition Taylor Hall tied it up late. Then Brad Marchand won it in overtime for Boston. In game three last night, Bruins win it 3-2 in double overtime to take a 2-1 series lead. Craig Smith scoring the game winner in sudden death. All three of the games so far in the series have gone overtime. The last 12 playoff games between Boston and Washington have been decided by one goal that is an NHL record, and the Capitals have started three different goalies in their three games so far. The other East Division semifinal has the number one seed Penguins against the four-seeded New York Islanders. Game one, Islanders win it 4-3 in overtime. Day, uh, trade deadline pickup, Kyle Palmieri scored twice, including the overtime game winner. Rookie goalie uh, Elias Sorokin won his playoff debut with 39 saves. Game two, Penguins win it. 2-1, even the series at 1-1. Pittsburgh goalie Tristan Jari, 37 saves to record his first career playoff win. And trade deadline pickup Jeff Carter scored the game-winning goal. West Division semifinals, number one seed Colorado Avalanche against the four-seeded St. Louis Blues. Game one, Avs win it 4-1. Goalie Philip Grubauer, 22 saves in net, while Nathan McKinnon scored twice. And game two last night, Avalanche win it easily 6-3 to take a 2-0 series lead. McKinnon with the hat trick. He leads the playoffs now with five goals. Colorado with the 2-0 series lead. Also in this game, Avs forward Nazem Kadri ejected. For a headshot on the Blues, Justin Falk, uh, he will be suspended coming up soon, probably tomorrow. How many games? Uh, probably one game, I'll say. One, one game, game suspension, right. yeah. One game. Uh, the other West Division semifinal has the number two Vegas Golden Knights against the third seed of Minnesota Wild. Game one went to Minnesota. one nothing in overtime. Joel Erickson Eck, the only goal of the game. Cam Talbot, 42 saves in net. Game two, Golden Knights win it 3-1 to to even the series at 1-1. Marc-Andre Fleury, 34 saves in the win. Alex Tuck, two goals. This is the only series where the lower-seeded team actually had a winning record during the regular season over the higher-seeded team. So Minnesota's feeling pretty confident. Tied 1-1 going back home. Central Division semifinal, top seed Carolina Hurricanes taking on the four-seeded Nashville Predators. Game one goes to the Hurricanes 5-2. Jordan Stahl, two goals for Carolina in game two. Hurricanes get the 3-0 shutout to grab the 2-0 series lead. Goalie Alex Nedeljkovic, 32 saves. Sebastian Ajo, a pair of goals. So again, Hurricanes up two games, nothing in that one. The other Central Division semifinal, the two-seed Florida Panthers against the three-seed Tampa Bay Lightning. Game one goes to the Lightning 5-4 in the best playoff game so far this postseason. One of the best playoff games in the last few years. First game of the season coming off hip surgery for Nikita Kucherov. He scored two power play goals. Braden Point also two goals, including the game winner for the defending champs with just over a minute to play. Second game of the series goes to the Lightning as well, 3-1. to one. Uh, Both the first two games, um, Tampa Bay wins it on the road. So they're going home up 2-0. Andre Vasilevsky, 32 saves. Andre Pilat, the game-winning goal. The North Division semifinals got underway last night with the second-seeded Edmonton Oilers taking on the third-seeded Winnipeg Jets. In Game 1, the Jets win it 4-1. Connor Alibuck, 32 saves in net for the Jets. And Tucker Pullman with the game-winning goal. Oilers star Connor McDavid, who led the NHL. Tucker Pullman. Tucker Pullman, yeah. Uh, Not exactly a star. Uh, Connor McDavid, though, is a big star. 105 points this year in the NHL, but he did not have a point. In that opening game of that series yeah. last night, he's a regular season player, Eddie. That's well, it right there. Does that happen in hockey, Eddie? What's that? Well, guys are like really good in the regular season, and the playoff well, time, and they it suck. It depends on how like long they're around. Westbrook. Yeah, they, yeah, like if, in baseball. If they go, if they, you know, if they get swept or something, and it's possible a guy can't score for, you know, yeah, it's, it's not, not sometimes. You're gonna put the whammy on Connor McDavid? Right nah, now? he's gonna. No, he'll come back. He'll come back. <laughs> and the other North right. Division semifinal gets underway tonight. Top seed Toronto Maple Leafs against the fourth seeded Montreal Canadiens. 
These two legendary oh, teams, Canada, they are meeting in the playoffs for the first time since 1979, last time they met in the playoffs. A couple other notes from hockey before we wrap it up. David Quinn fired his head coach of the New York Rangers, wrapping up that big house clean gone. in New York. The GM, Jeff Gorton, and the president, John Davidson, also fired as well because uh, owner James Dolan is an idiot. I saw John Davidson's got another job, I saw. Oh, really? What's what's the gig? The Blue Jackets are going to hire rehire John Davidson as the president of hockey operations. That's yeah, a good move. Yeah, he left. He's a made man. He left to go to the Rangers. They're going to bring him back there. That's a good move. And finally, the Detroit Red Wings signed head coach Jeff Blaschel to a contract extension, despite the fact that in his six seasons in Detroit, he's only had one winning season. That was his first year uh, in the Motor City. But apparently they like the job he's doing, so he's going to get a contract extension. And that is your Puck the World Report. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.